first along and get these with my dad. They don't want to get a nasty tweet from Donald Trump. I wish he'd stay off Twitter. I don't care. I don't care anymore. Well, either way. Why are you here? You're supposed to be asleep. I am here determined to stop this future atrocity. It's just not a natural thing we would do in our society. You don't see that. Yes. Two things that have only never let me down in this entire country's history. The First Amendment and Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. Let me tell you, the one that matters is me. Well, uh, Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty, who host the popular uh, radio talk show, ask the same question of their listeners, and here's their response. We're horrified. This has to stop. This is Ed McMahon, and now, here's Armstrong and Getty. That clip reminds me, have you seen any of the video of Ted Cruz playing basketball with Jimmy Kimmel? No, I have not. I can't believe that went on. Was it for two hours? Is that what we said? Something like that, Because yeah. it's two 50-year-old fat guys... With no skill, <laughs> with not a lot of skills. <laughs> Although Cruz had clearly more skills than Kimmel, huh. um, uh, 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 trying to play basketball. The main thing was they qu- they quickly got so tired, as you do when you're out of shape trying to play one on one basketball. They're just like barely moving and trying to heave the ball up oh. for two hours. Wow! And Ted Cruz bested him eleven to nine, and they finally quit because nobody was ever going to get to eighteen or whatever they were playing to. <laughs> Hilarious. Good stuff. Anyway, live from Studio C, a dimly lit room. <laughs> deep within the bowels of the something or other. And today we're under the tutelage of our general manager. Well, Democrats have won the coin flip and they'll be kicking off the crying babies. America's political football. I just saw one of my favorite historians, Pulitzer Prize winning John Meacham, say the president has become a manifest manifestation of the worst impulses of the American soul. Oh, I got some pretty bad impulses. So uh, he hasn't gotten there yet. He's got that working against him. <laughs> His pants are still on, for instance. Oh boy! <laughs> oh man! Uh, this is this is a heck of a thing. The New York Times editorial editorial board has a, an article out today saying this is a horror show and insane, this policy that the president is pursuing. <laughs> Our question toward the end of the show yesterday is, where do we go rhetorically from your Nazis and, and reading Bible verses? Oh, that's right. We, where do you go from there? Uh, evidently, that. The Bible! <sighs> Nazi Germany. That's right. And so, uh, we were busy a lot yesterday, and... Uh, there's a lot of back and forth on immigration bills and competing immigration bills and that sort of stuff. And it's very clear now. It's gone from pretty clear to very clear that the president is trying to force some sort of major immigration policy to happen. Right. Which everybody's been trying to force for happen for for decades. And I think he came pretty close yesterday. We'll talk to some experts about that. Then, I don't know, then does he get out of this thing and... Well, no, because the Walk Democrats, away with a win. my whole political football thing, the point was the Democrats are much, much, much more interested in hanging this, uh, this stinking controversy around the Republicans' neck than actually helping those little kids. In fact, you know, much more interested. That understates it. They have no interest in helping the little kids if they can hang this around the Republicans' well, there's, neck. There's so a, nobody's serious. There's a lot of heavyweight Republicans who are uh, going against the president on this, and governors and senators and that sort of thing. So. 
Anyway, more on that later. Let's introduce everybody in the squad. We'll start there with our board operator, Michelangelo. He presses buttons, he flips toggles, he pulls levers. How are you this morning, Michael? Uh, pretty good. These are like the longest <clears throat> days of the year, you know, in June. And so I really have no excuse for myself if I don't, you know, better myself today or tomorrow. Oh, no, that's right. Tomorrow's the longest day of the year. Always exciting. First day of summer, which is very yeah, it's exciting. a national pessimism day. Everything gets worse after June 21st. Yeah. Hmm. So you think you can get more done on the longer days? You know, you can do things in the dark. Do you have electric light, Michael? <laughs> How are you living? Do you need some money? <laughs> so the reason you don't get things done is because it got dark. That's well. Oh, that'll hold you back. Uh, there's Positive Sean, whose smile lights up the room. How are you, Sean? Doing very well. A bit of a cinematic history today, as it was this day in the year 1975 that a movie which features one of my very favorite quotes of all time debuted. Shaggy's got lifeless eyes. Black eyes. Like a doll's eyes. Like a doll's eyes. Jaws open, 1975. <laughs> Fantastic movie. Holds up today. I love it. You feel like it holds up? I do. I do. It's 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 almost the opposite of a lot of the the quote unquote kind of scary movies today, where you know the the whole thing they don't even show the thing until three quarters of the way through the movie. It's all about the tension and the suspense yeah. and the build. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. Yeah, which it has to be because the special effects were so bad. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it was essentially a Muppet. <laughs> it is, yeah, you're right. You're right. The building, the suspense is the key there. I wonder at what age I could show that to my son. I'd try it tonight. <laughs> it'll it'll freak him out around the water for a long yeah. time. It sure did me. Yeah, I will. Uh, you know, I lived in the middle of the country. I didn't. I'd never seen the ocean. Nobody I knew had ever seen the ocean. So we weren't really that afraid of sharks. Yeah, I spent my summers uh, in the waters of New Jersey. So yeah, I was good and freaked out by the movie. Oh. Um, they could barely drag me into the water. There's Marshall Phillips, who does our news every day. How are you, Marshall? I'm doing very well. We've got a trio of celebrity birthdays today. And once again, I'm going to let you guess which one is the wealthiest. Oh, this is exciting. This is how we judge success. Indeed. <laughs> it's not going to be easy this time around, I guarantee it. First out of the box, actor John Goodman, 66 today. Star Roseanne, the Big Lebowski, the rest, the rest. What's the best John Goodman role? <clears throat> Ooh, uh, wow! He's been in a lot of stuff. What yeah. was the other uh, Coen Brothers? Oh, oh, brother, where art thou? Of course, yeah. that's a fairly limited role. Ten Cloverfield Lane. He is. Is he a good guy or is he an incredibly evil guy through yeah. the whole movie? And you don't really know for sure. That's a really good um, pick. I like that. Chilling, pick. chilling role. I've never seen that. Barton Fink. He's a. He's a. All oh, right. He's really good. <laughs> yeah. in that. Another Coen Brothers. Yeah. 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 I think John Goodman's underrated. I think he's terrific. And he's big on Broadway. I've never seen. I've never seen any of his Broadway stuff. Um, I hate him as a blues brother. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. Really yeah. terrible. Terrible. Inexcusable. Next birthday? Next birthday, Australian actress and film producer Nicole Kidman. She oh, is that's 51 a good one. today. You know, married to Tom Cruise and now to pretty pretty Lady Keith. boy Keith Urban. Yes, Keith Urban. And the third... Did she loot little gay Tom at all? Did she get any of his money? Do we know that? I do Because not... that's going to factor into my guess. I do not know. She walked away with half the stash. But, uh, you know, you uh, kind of Does she have some of uh, Keith Urban's money? Because he's got a lot of money. Yeah. Or maybe she's just got all her own. All right. And... And it is also legendary entertainer Lionel Richie's birthday today. He is 69. All right. Out of the three, who do you think is wealthiest? Bum, bum. Wow. Bum, this is a good one. Bum. I'm going to go just for excitement with Lionel Richie. If I had to bet money, I'd go Nicole Kidman. With my gut, I'm going to go Lionel Richie, who was a singing star of the 70s and 80s. I think he's about to sail on into his 70s with the highest net worth as well, Jack. I'm with you. 
Lionel Richie. <laughs> All right, Positive Sean, you want to weigh in on this? I think it's Goodman. I think he's got the the, the biggest resume. All right, there, there you, go. you go. All right, I'm going to go from worth the least. <laughs> This, this is this is a slow moving bit. Oh yeah. my god! <laughs> Pay it off. Nobody's Here lost the thread. Just listen. Who won? Who's got the most? Just tell me that. Sean nicely said. Nobody's lost the thread. No, no. Just tell us who's got the most money, and we'll be done. Lionel Richie. Two hundred million go. dollars. Yes. Awesome. Two hundred million right. dollars. Fantastic. Has any of them got an embarrassing amount? Like you know, Nicole Kidman's worth forty-seven dollars and sixty-two cents, or anything like that. Ah, she's a hundred and thirty million dollars. Wow. John Goodman, we, John Goodman, worth the least $65 million, a paltry $65 million. We heard a great Lionel Richie story the other day. I'm not sure we're at liberty to retell it, honestly. Uh, a friend of ours it was desperate to rent a house. He was moving, and he had to find a house quickly. And he found out that Lionel Richie was, a, was renting it for his squeeze, was about to sign the papers, and, and our friend made Lionel and his squeeze cry, explaining how bad he and his kids needed the place to live, and they pulled out and let him rent it. Wow. So not only a gifted songster, but a man of mercy. There Lionel Richie, and here he is on Soft Hits <laughs> 900. Fantastic. Um, so I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on this Wednesday, June 20th, the year 2018. We're setting you straight in 21-8. We're Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. Who's a Nazi? Who's not? Let's begin adjudicating that precisely according to FCC rules and regulations. Here we go at Mark. I read today about a 10-year-old uh, girl with Down syndrome who was taken from her mother and put in a cage. Wah, wah. I read about a, a <laughs> did you say want-want to a 10-year-old with Down syndrome what being I taken from her mother? Anything How you dare want you? Wow, yeah. We, yeah, we got to get a longer version of that. That's uh, Corey, my man, Corey. Our man, Corey, our man. Former campaign runner of the Trump administration, Corey Lewandowski, Lewandowski right? Yeah. Um, uh, what wang, uh, a tragic situation. Oh, perhaps, boy. perhaps, or was it taken out of context? Oh, boy. I think it was right in context. <laughs> I think it was in context. <laughs> That's uh that's a little oh, 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 boy. Uh, that's a little hard to explain. I'm probably on his side of this and that was a tad tone deaf. Wow. Or just mean. Who does that? Well, we'll talk more about <laughs> nasty, that. Nasty we'll, nasty New Yorkers. We'll play the whole clip. Was it out of context? It wasn't. But was it? <laughs> what are other headlines, Marshall? <laughs> As we ease you into your work day with 10 soft hits in a row. <laughs> President vows immigration resolution as new outrage about tender age shelters boils over. We got new advice for the TSA and just discovered the 500 million year old Obama. Coming up. So we used to play music like this when we were out of the sack with Joe and Jack many, many years ago on a uh, on a soft rock station. Who's ready to soft rock? Um, did, did you guys have to remove your shoelaces before going into work in the morning? More, more or less. And we'd turn off the microphones and we would say, who would wake up to this? What kind of person gets up in the morning and wants to hear this? The rumor is, if you listen to this whole song, you'll never achieve an erection again, fellas. Enjoy Lionel Richie on Soft Hits 94. I hope you and your cats have a nice day. I'm trying to picture the women listening. So, oh, 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 boy, how does mailbag look? Oh, it's outstanding. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's fine. It's okay. fine. We're running late enough. Trust All me. All the way in the full clip of Corey coming oh. up on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. Armstrong and Getty Show. 
So we saw some of the poll numbers yesterday and whatever it was, uh, two-thirds of Americans are not liking the separating kids policy. Yep. But that means a third's okay with it. I'm telling you, those are first blush numbers. The more you learn, the more those numbers are going to switch. And um, I don't know. 55-35 Republicans say it's all right. Yeah, because I'm seeing a lot of texts from people saying, look, I'm tired of my tax money going to illegals, blah, 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 you know, that sort of stuff. Sure, yeah. Um, So an executive decision has been made, re-mailbag, and that would be that we have outstanding thoughts, observations, philosophical statements on the uh, separating kids immigration debate, the, the great explosive story of the day. Um, and we're going to do a couple here and then save a bunch for a little later in the hour. Because I'm telling you, y'all really came through. So you wanted to hear your email, but you're not going to. Wah, wah. Wah, wah. Uh, <laughs> also, I, it, it almost, all, the, the insights via email are so good, it almost makes me want to take calls again. Wow. Almost. We can try it today. No. No, This is an especially hot topic. You know, it's like a lot of things, Jack. If it's a good idea today, it'll be a good idea tomorrow. Let's sleep on it. <laughs> no, I hear you. It could be fun. Uh, let's see. Oh, uh, I'm not going to read this to you in its entirety, but it's from Jack and Brandy, who are never going to listen again. Listen again. Um, and uh, they used to love the show. That's this literally. Well, it's because we're too pro-Trump. It came in literally. Within 15 minutes of another email that said they will never listen again because we're too anti-Trump. Now, if you can figure out what to do with that in terms of customer service, you tell us. So, um, particularly on this Im- uh, issue? I think so. They didn't mention it specifically. Just too political, uh, too pro-Trump. Uh, you're idiots. You yeah, don't get Trump. Well, yeah, you're anti-Trump. I'll it, never listen again. I can understand where you'd get there. I, I, in theory, I think I can understand it. Because, like, I've been watching MSNBC, and I've seen a lot of people actually crying. Um, Lawrence O'Donnell was crying the other night on his show. Mika Brzezinski is watching this morning. She was crying. She was crying tears at a grown woman because she's so upset by this. If you're that upset by this, and we're not, you know... Uh, as upset as you are, I could see how that'd make you really mad, I guess. Um, yeah, yeah. I don't hate the people I'm for expressing a, that sentiment. I just find myself unable to do anything about it. I'm not upset. This has been a problem for decades. Right. And some, what, everybody's had a chance to do something. Nobody ever does anything. Right. Well, and you add to that the millions of kids in the foster system. Is that the fault? American kids right. who desperately need help right now and have for decades. Is that the fault of the individual three-year-old who's wondering why his mom's over there and he's over here? No, no of but course not. What are you going to do? All right, more on not that Not this. Come. It's not, a, not who we are. Well, it's not who we're a nation of immigrants. So more of that to come. Brian from Oakland Hills, California, with a nice note on Marshall's generosity. When Marshall shares his winning, uh, when Marshall wins, he shares his winnings. However, he absorbs the losses himself. This is in contrast to the financial crisis, where the companies kept the profits and our government took down the debt to cover the bank's losses. Marshall Phillips, another of the hundreds of millions uh, in America with better morals than our banking system in Congress. Yeah. Perhaps Marshall would be interested in becoming Supreme U.S. Dictator. <laughs> perhaps, perhaps Jack and Joe would like to be his Supreme Senior Advisors. I don't know. Sounds like a lot of work, and I am a man who craves leisure. Moving along, Charlie writes, Charlie in Orange County, I think the Armstrong and Getty Show would be the perfect platform as the conscience of the nation to launch the newest hashtag movement. Hashtag why now? 
to illustrate how duplicitous most in government are when deciding when to feign outrage over an issue only when it's the other side that's the perpetrator and to be silent when it's their own side. Just a thought. Hashtag why now? And his sign-off is K-P-T-R-P-A-D-P-A-N-A-B. Keep pretending the Republican Party and Democrat Party are not a business. Well said, sir. Hmm. Government is a for-profit business. What's the old saying? (sighs) Says you. Takes one to know one. The Republicans hate people but love humanity or the other way around, and Democrats Uh, are one or the other. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Republicans dislike humanity but like people. Are you sure that's Democrats dislike people but love humanity? Yeah, because they think humanity can be perfected. They're, it's like the Thomas Sowell book, A Conflict of Visions, that humanity can be perfected if we just give them the right message. And conservatives are more like, listen, they're going to be bad people. They've always been bad people. Government will always steal from you. That's the way we are as human beings. Well, I was just trying to think of it on this immigration issue, you know, with the little kids at the border and everything like that. Because that sucks. I don't want to see any three-year-old cry. Uh, or be unhappy. Nope, nobody does. But uh, this issue needs to get solved somehow. So, I don't know what I am. So, uh, what bad. A bad person is what well, I am. Clearly. Uh, moving along. Wah, wah. Uh, to, <laughs> to more important fare, Luke, who is temporarily back to the West Coast from Oklahoma, apparently. His topic is pandas are total failures. We were talking about this yesterday. Maybe the panda deserves to be extinct. Well, pandas have gone extinct before. Other breeds of pandas. Right. Long before humans were encroaching on their territory or we were driving cars around or whatever. Right. So maybe nature at some point just thinks some beasts need to go away. Dear High Road and Old Simple Jack, y'all were talking about pandas on the show, and I wanted to weigh in uh, a bit on why the incompetent black and white raccoon bear should definitely be allowed to die out. (laughs) The panda's a creature with the digestive system of a predator, and yet they eat bamboo, Mm. a grass. This means they can't digest it very well, and so they have to eat a bunch of it just to survive. Furthermore, bamboo is a comparatively low-yield energy source as far as plants go. This just means that the stupid bears have not only chosen to eat the wrong food source, they have chosen one of the worst things from that food source to consume. The only reason they can survive on bamboo is because their metabolism is super low. This means that their survival strategy is literally being lazy and doing nothing. This factors into why pandas are terrible and making more pandas. I have a They're similar survival season. strategy, by yeah, the way. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're all thinking that. Their mating season lasts a couple of days a year. If they don't mate, then no pandas. Compounding this is the fact that pandas are awful parents. They clearly don't want to continue to exist. TLDR. Yeah, well, pandas are a stupid animal, etc., and, and they deserve to be uh, washed out. Anyway, just wanted to join the panda bashing. Love the show. Keep up the good work. KSPP. Keep showing pandas porn. Luke, temporarily, temporarily back from Oklahoma. But because of the randomness of the color of their hair, their fur. And they got the black patches around their eyes. They're so right. cute. They're cute. We want to keep them around. And they are cute. Yeah. Uh, so we got to hear the whole Corey clip. Is, is Marshall going to play that in his news? We got to hear the whole thing, right? Wah, wah. Did you just want want? A little girl with Down syndrome. Yeah, that that is not cool. That's 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 no that that won't help anything. I want to hear the whole thing before I uh, make my judgment. That's very uh, magnanimous of you, or equanimous. Maybe I'm missing some context. Incongruous. So, Marshall's news: Just how mean are the Trump people? We'll find out coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show.
text line, you guys, I can't listen anymore. You're too anti-panda for me. Today was the last show. Wow. Damn it. Sorry about that. Um, Blew it again. So we got a number of texts saying those are fake tears from, for instance, the MSNBC host. Somebody saw Rachel Maddow crying. Maybe I'm a sap. I think they're actually tearing up or crying. The people I've seen. Step aside and let people of a more even disposition deal with the problems of the land. It's well, I, I find it damned interesting. I mean, you got, you know, you got grown, educated people who've, you know, cover a lot of hard news on every single day. Yeah. Rough stuff. School shootings, famines, whatever, every single day. And they don't cry. And they're crying over this. And I'm not. And I just it, I just find it interesting. I mean, what's what's different about their perception of this versus the way I'm looking at it? Seems pretty clear to me what Trump's calculation is. I don't know if it's working out the way he wanted, but let's get to the news now with Marsha Phillips. Well, President Trump says he is eager to sign an immigration bill this week. He made that clear to House Republicans yesterday during a meeting. He said he would support either of the two immigration bills that are up for consideration. Now, coming out of that meeting, Trump was sounding pretty upbeat. We had a great meeting. These are laws that have been broken for many years, decades, but we had a great meeting. Thank you very much. Trump walking away from reporters. Yeah, it's a pretty clear Trump tactic, you know. We're going to pull out of NATO. I mean, you cause a giant crisis um, to to get what you want. And what he wants is for people to find and say, this is so awful, we've got to do something. And they pass all the various immigration stuff that people have been freaking talking about for my entire adult life. See... Axis of God help us, uh, Chuck Schumer and Nancy Pelosi yeah. will not permit any bill to even be voted on. So you think he miscalculated? Maybe. Where this ends, nobody knows. But there is no way they're going to let a, a bill come to the floor and get voted on that solves this. But the PR- they want to hang it around the Republicans' neck at least until the midterms. But the PR is pretty bad. It's like the DACA thing. The DACA thing could have been solved easily. They want the issue. Because I was thinking yesterday when you first started seeing the news headlines that, you know, the emergency bills and stuff like that, I thought, wow, he's going to get some of the big immigration stuff through. Nobody will hardly even remember the kids crying at the border thing um, by the time we get to, a, you know, an elections. And uh, but, yeah, nothing passed. So this is the supreme test of my theory that both sides, des- well, especially the Democrats at this point, desperately want the issue. Because they will do nothing to help those little kids. They will block every bill that comes to the floor unless the Republicans so pull down their pants and give the Democrats everything they've ever dreamed of. That is the only way Pelosi and Schumer let those bills get passed. After the president came out and made those remarks, some of the congressional Democrats were yelling at him as he passed by in the Capitol. San Diego Congressman Juan Vargas held up a sign saying, Families belong together and shouted. We're separating the kids. They're separating the children. Mr. President, don't you have kids? Don't you have kids, Mr. President? Some of the discourse. I have kids. I have wonderful kids. My kids are the greatest. Hey, I'll say it again. You don't want your kids taken away from you? Don't show up to the border. Don't try to sneak into a country. Apply for refugee status at a port of entry and or in your own country. And, yeah, and if you're a refugee, then do it the way all other refugees have to do in other parts of the world. You have right. to go through the official channels. Now, or show up unannounced at a port of entry. It's easy. They don't because they don't want to. They're taking a shot at sneaking in. If they don't sneak in, then they get busted and say, I'm a refugee. And then they get separated for a little while. You know, it's not great, but everybody's going to be okay. Now, another exchange that's getting a lot of uh, a lot of notice. President Trump's former campaign manager facing backlash after mocking a child with Down syndrome on Fox News. Corey Lewandowski 
was defending the Trump administration's zero-tolerance immigration policy during an interview last night when Democratic strategist Zach Petkansas was also on the show. He started talking about the case, talking about the child with Down syndrome. I read today about a 10-year-old girl with Down syndrome who was taken from her mother and put in a cage. I read about a, a, did you say want-want to a 10-year-old with Down syndrome being taken from her mother? What I said is you can pick anything you want out, but the bottom line is very clear. When you cross the border illegally, you have given up the rights of this country. We are a country with borders. We are a country of laws. from their mothers and put into cages, Want, Your parents want, so and understand this. this. Just they understand exemplary. something Nobody can hear with you, Botox. So when wait. you cross the border How illegally, you, sir? when How you commit a crime, you are taken away from she your has family. Down that's how this she was taken right. from her mother. Right. This policy is abhorrent. Laura. <laughs> All right, Marshall. Yeah. Wah, wah, the Down syndrome kid. I know, but still, Marshall's saying that he mocked the Down syndrome child. That's not. You can't say that, Marshall. He played a sad trombone. It was the All right, Crimea River. That's not mocking the child. How dare you, sir? How and dare now, you? Armstrong How and Getty dare attack. you? How dare They're you? They're beloved newsman. How dare you? How dare you? Yeah, but they, see, that's it's another example of Trump or Trump people. They they make things worse. <laughs> well, you know who else slandered the news like Marshall? The Nazis. That's who. Because I understand what they're trying to do with this policy. Uh, I understand the realities of both parties have refused to do anything about this and fix it for so many years. So at some point, you got to do something, etc., etc. But Corey Lewandowski going on and saying "wah wah" about oh, you know a disabled kid yeah. being taken from the parents is not helping. Yeah, I don't think that, that wins gives many a, hearts and minds. That gives, but what the problem is, it gives all the people who say they're just evil great ammunition because right. it's a pretty evil thing to do. Wah mm. wah. Dang it. That's for Corey Lewandowski, Marshall. I'm afraid I'll be in your next slanted news coverage. (laughs) You want one other angry exchange before I say goodbye? Sure, I'm loving them. All right. The D.C. Democrat Socialists of America claiming responsibility for interrupting Homeland Security Secretary Kirsten Nielsen's dinner at a Mexican restaurant in the nation's capital. They came storming into the wait restaurant. Wait a minute, wait a minute. You're Christian Nielsen, and you decide to have Mexican? Imagine that hubris. Not Chinese, <laughs> not Thai, not burgers, not pizza. Yeah. You gotta have Mexican, yeah. all right. And the demonstrators pointed that out. In a Mexican restaurant, of all places, Homeland Security Secretary Kirsten Nielsen is in a Mexican restaurant, of all places. <laughs> goal. That is hilarious. That is hilarious. You should have strict policies on immigration and then eat at a Mexican restaurant of all places. What? That is hilarious logic. Does that pass for logic in your world, you ninny? Oh my god, that's funny. It passes for idiocy to think that she could actually do that and just be fine, though. Or, or, and not even with the, the protest showing up. Like, you don't... like The, the, the kitchen staff, they're, you're, you're fine with just rolling the dice on they're not yeah. doing anything to your food? I what would sort assume, of hubris is that? <laughs> yeah. I would assume right now, if I went out in public, I'm going to get yelled at by somebody. 
But the when I first heard this, I thought, okay, anywhere she goes, you know, people right. are going to yell at right. her, like you know, whatever. But the fact that because it was a Mexican restaurant, I find pretty humorous. But the Norwegian restaurant all uh, filled up; they weren't taking so any right. seats. Right. Right. But so Wait, no, she's over at Olive food. Garden. She gets left alone. Yeah, look at that, Kristen Nielsen. I don't like her, but at least she's eating Italian and not Mexican. <laughs> God dang it. We we have reached a low point in the discourse of this nation. Because the cooks at the Olive Garden are Mexican, too, you see. So. Right. And then we reached that low point yesterday. Yeah, oh, no, exactly. No, we're, we're, we're setting new lows. All right. I'd spit in her food, but it's pasta. Good thing she didn't order a taco. Or I wouldn't be able to take it. Setting new lows at your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. Let's ring the bell. Of the nation. So yeah, just keep in mind, Marshall, now that I've called you a Nazi, I also need to check this off the list. Do not bear false witness unto thy neighbor. Wow, little, That's in the Bible. A little Bible quote for That's you. That's a commandment. There you go. Um, you don't have to act like a refugee. Oh, my God. You have to live like a refugee. Oh, That's Michael. A, probably, this a, is almost a wah-wah. Yeah, this You're is almost a, wah-wah, yeah. Michael. This is a wah-wah. <laughs> no doubt about it. I'm very sorry, guys. So do we have more mailbag on this issue? Because we I'm, do some really good insights. Yeah, I'm interested in what people think about this. I mean, we know what almost all of the media thinks about it. We also have quite a bit of anti-panda email. Wow. If you'd like to hear it. But, uh, <laughs> stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. The Armstrong and Getty Show. You know, the whole um, <clears throat> IG report, FBI, how corrupt are they story is still out there, still huge, still monumentally important. I would agree to all Americans. And, and Trump would be hammering the hell out of this and winning. On this issue, absolutely, if the, if the immigration thing weren't happening. So the timing of it is certainly not to his political benefit either. Right, right. Uh, so listen, we're going to hit a couple more emails on the topic because I think they're really good and insightful. But keep them coming. Mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com is the email address. Mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. Or if you're not into the email thing, man, you could text us 415-295-KFTC. 415-295-KFTC. Uh, here's a nice note from Ian, uh, who's listening to First Light with Evan Haining. He says, hardly a bastion of conservative thought. Evan said he would be taking phone calls from listeners on the topic of children separated at the border. I cringed. I thought, here we go. People started calling in. First, Texas, Baton Rouge, Iowa, New York. Uh, blah, blah, blah. They understood that the responsibility, all of them, lies mainly with Congress and with the parents themselves. Then I heard a report there are two emergency bills being run through Congress. Republicans and Democrats are now moving. Both of these bills will help fund the wall. Wait, help fund the wall? Has Trump found a way to get the wall built? Has this crisis been created by Trump in order to further his agenda? Is is it his next move in four-dimensional chess? I don't know. But I say, well played, sir. I don't think so. I really don't. For a couple of reasons. Number one, what you just pointed out about the IG report, because that would be a big, big pro-Trump moment. And and the Democrats will not let anything pass. And if they do, I will uh, be the first guy to say I was wrong. But that was the vibe I got from 
the commentators and the uh, Congress people I talked to this morning. They were saying things like, uh, why should we be in the position of solving a problem the Republicans have created? Right. And I thought, oh, okay, that's a rationale for not doing anything. So they're not going to. Both sides have been so disingenuous, lying to us on this for so long. Right. This is kind of a lighter note, but I like this from uh, Mary. On the topic of babies in cages. How about the tender age shelters for the babies and toddlers? How about them? The super young. That's what's got people really worked up today. The Uh tender age shelters, the really little kids. In cages with leashes. Well, I haven't seen any leashes. <laughs> probably, probably leashes. Forced to eat out way. of bowls. I eat out of bowls on the floor. My husband's older sister told me that when my husband was around a year old, their mother put the crib on the floor and flipped the crib over on top of it. I, I'm sorry, put the mattress on the floor, the crib mattress, flipped the crib over on top of it to keep my husband from climbing out. He'd already climbed the old-fashioned pole lamp in the living room and out the crib, and she was trying to keep yeah. him safe. Is that a cage? Yeah. Well, yeah. And we talked about this back when my kids were little. Once they can climb out of the crib, <clears throat> well, it's it, it's a cage when they can't climb out. Right. It's like you don't have to have, to have a roof on a dog kennel because dogs can't fly. Well, I did because my dogs climbed trees. But anyway, um, so, right, it's a cage. Just because there's no roof doesn't mean it's not a cage. We put them in the crib so that they can't go anywhere. Right. When you go to the bathroom or whatever you're going to do. But if you put a lid on it, the state comes and takes your kids away because you got them in a cage. Right. <laughs> Come on. It's interesting. Uh, let's see. Mark writes, the rich left... Oh, boy, that was not helpful. No, no. The rich lefties who lecture us about tolerance and diversity would likely sing a different tune if it were their exclusive neighborhoods in Pebble Beach and Carmel and San Francisco and uh, everywhere else being drastically changed by immigration. This is one of my favorite points. The elites in both parties have not suffered any of the downside of immigration and diversity. Right. Not at their schools, not at their hospitals, not in their neighborhood. That is absolutely true. And uh, the the rich, 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 rich suburbs of Washington D.C., where all these people live, you know, when they're not at home in their districts, yeah. Well, the point was made: the only Latinos allowed in those communities are wearing kitchen aprons or holding a rake and a broom. And yet the lectures continue. Our greatest strength is diversity. No, you know what? Diversity is nice. Our greatest strength is unity. When was the last time you heard that? Uh, here's a nice note from Steve. I thought this was a really good insight. Fleeing from whatever is this topic, because again and again, we're lectured that these people are fleeing a terrible reality in El Salvador, or Honduras, violence, gangs, et cetera, et cetera. Steve says, so all those people that are fleeing from this or that in their hometown are still fleeing when they're 100 miles away from it. Are they fleeing from their government? I don't think more than a handful are. Once they cross a national border into Mexico, for example, they are no longer fleeing from that same problem. They are no more than immigrants trying to get into the U.S. If they're crossing illegally, then they do not deserve our help. Uh, they are most nonviolent criminals. To that idiot that said that detention camps are child abuse, I would say that any parent that brings their child across our border illegally is guilty of child endangerment. And we all know that CPS is more than willing to separate guilty parents from children. It is an interesting point. We're fleeing the violence in El Salvador. Well, you've made it to Mexico. Now you're in Mexico. What are you fleeing from now? Tell the truth. You're fleeing to the United States because we have a much better economy. 
And you can have a better life here. Well, because I would do the same. Because Mexico's one of those s-hole countries, <laughs> as, as Trump calls them, and you don't want to live there. I'd stay out of the local taquerias today. So um, there's Jack Armstrong eating a taco of all things. Shame on you. Uh, now, the, so the argument from uh, from the, a lot of the Trump haters would be, and you know, the right to a certain extent is we're you know we want to be better than Mexico. We do. We are better than Mexico. Sure. We want to be better right. than Mexico. We're better than every other country on earth in terms of taking in refugees. But we ought to figure out, like with all of the immigration stuff, come up with a number. A bunch of smart people decide how many people do we want to take in from where, and then have a, a system for doing it. Just who gets across the border. Or ha- and has the the cutest kids who cry the most it shouldn't be the standard of whether or not you get in. That's and, an odd policy. And to uh, no to, other country does that, by the way. To Steve's point, if you're fleeing El Salvador or Honduras or whatever, why don't you flee to Brazil or or, or Paraguay or something? Why always, always, always the United States? It's because you want the benefits of our economy and our jobs and the rest of it. And again, I would do the same thing. I don't hate these people for trying to do that. I respect them for trying to do that, what's best for their family. But don't tell me it's about the gangs and the drugs and stuff. I mean, I get it. That's the push factor. But it is odd that it's always the United States they come to. And finally, this from D. Guys, uh, the Nazi talk being thrown around? The guy who said the Nazis separated children from their parents. No, they marched them together to the gas chambers. I guess they were better than the U.S. Tongue-in-cheek, obviously, for those who are too ignorant to realize it. But that is way out of bounds. Yeah, agreed. Well said. So we're going to talk to somebody about what were the backs and forths yesterday over uh, immigration bills that looked like they had a chance at various times, but then didn't, so... And we're not going to talk about this all day long. Hey, we got to talk about Peter Strzok got uh, taken out of a government building yes. Friday. When the news broke that he had said, I'll stop Trump from becoming president, they came and got him out of his office. Frog marched out like he deserves. More on that coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show.